As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Good morning, friends. You're tuned into episode 97, I got it this time, of Gamer Heroes, the Nailed weekly it. show where we talk about news, reviews, and anything else happening in games today. My name's Cam Koenig. With me, as always, is my boy, Thomas Egan. They call me Sweet Tea, but uh, I appreciate it. Okay, Sweet Tea. Thank you. I'm still going to call you Thomas Egan, because that's, that's what's written on the script, and to be honest, I'm too lazy to change it. Oh, Mel. Uh, Nothing I can do about I that. I didn't read off the script, because I'm a professional. <laughs> the script in your head. Yeah. Well, hey, how are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. I'm... I just I'm really tired, uh, but I'm I'm in good spirits. I just started a cool new job, which is great. But I'm coming off of like two consecutive weekends of like two different vacations. But like that just made me really tired. Yeah. Yeah. You've been on the move, my friend. Yeah. I'm, and I, I've got another one set up for like the beginning of August. But then after that, I don't have anything until like December, which is going to be really nice. Man, I just w- got back from a flow trip. Mm hmm. Uh, which was good. Um, we had a bunch of snafus. It's um, I, so I go camping a lot in different fashions, whether it's just camping or mm. flow trips or music festivals. Uh, I love camping. Well, we didn't camp. We were in a cabin, so it's all it's not even glamping. But the point is that we're like in a faraway place in the mm-hmm. woods, but not even one little bit about it feels like camping. Well, even though this was about as like plush as, as it possibly could have been. We had so many snafus. We we like had too much of this, not nearly enough of that. Uh, just a bunch of weird stuff. Where I'm like, oh man, rookies. <laughs> where uh, it, it was, man, I had Thomas, a really good time. Have you ever been camping before? Like, what are you doing, man? Uh, I <laughs> I actually thought about still bringing our tent. Like there's really? a, a cabin, just like sleeping in the tent. Yeah, if I wanted to. Okay, that's fair. Um, I mean, AC is nice, but anyway, yeah. uh, the the point was, I I had a good time, but uh, <laughs> it was. I just realized as, you know, here in my old age of 20, 28, mm-hmm. um, I just really like being in charge of, uh, like, things that involve more than, like, five people. Yeah, I understand that. There's, there was uh, just, like, sort of, like, some instances uh, for, like, both of these past trips that I went on where I'm just, like, I, 
like there was one in particular where I just had to step in and be just like, all right, I'm going to like stop doing what I'm doing and just to get this shit done. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy I did because it was great. But uh, yeah, it it's really weird and really stressful whenever like things aren't working out when like they're supposed to but you're also like on vacation and you're like trying to make yourself just like i just need to fucking relax yeah i just i can't i can't do this anymore but dude my if it doesn't get done like if you don't do it it doesn't get done you know we so we go on the river and of course we do just a ton of drinking because that's what you that's, do that's what you do on the river on a float. Yeah. yeah if you like we we're from missouri and we take this stuff for granted but if you are not from uh, a place with rivers uh, a float trip is just a kind of camping getaway you know usually camping where uh you hop on a raft in a river and you float for like four or five ish hours and you drink beer and just get beyond fucked up yeah like, you, you just get wild it's really just an excuse to drink on a boat it is because if you get hot uh you know you do it during the hottest part of the year because if mm. you get hot just jump in the water it's right nice and cool totally also uh, you're drunk and you really don't care by that point but, it's you great know. uh so we did that and between four of us so we had a lot more than four people on the trip but between four of us uh they were like do we want to take the the small cooler and i was like mm, that seems risky that there's no way we're gonna have enough beer because we brought a lot of beer like mm. to the cabin and they were like yeah 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 like i asked two of them and they said yeah 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 we got plenty of beer and not one person actually counted the number of beers divided oh, by the number no. of people so oh, no. it was a good thing that i brought a drink that i didn't tell anybody about because at the end of the day, I only had two of my allocated beers, which is significantly less than what I brought on the trip. <laughs> so then after that, I was like, the two of you were both so confident about the number of beer and neither of you even count. Like you didn't even ballpark it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway, that has nothing to do with video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I had a, a good time and uh, I was exhausted yesterday. We took uh, we bounced our recording date. Uh, back a day of course the release it still yeah, releases at the same we're, time we're, we're uh, kind of hitting hitting a, hitting a little close to the wire here we're I recording am, like the night before the episode goes live dude I'm so glad you you told me to push it back though or you were like hey what about recording tomorrow and I was like oh my oh yes please yeah no like since I think just my constant like travel and doing a bunch of shit all at once and like just starting a new job just really kind of like tipped me over the edge and i was just so beyond exhausted last night amy and i were actually going to go to a like a drum corps marching band show that was here in town it's like mm -hmm. a big tour thing that comes through every year and we were both just like ah mm, we just can't uh so it's hard but it, it's hard you just you <laughs> The days start coming and they don't stop coming. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that is actually a phrase that I have begun to take to heart because I'm like, man, it's like listening to the Blink-182 song. It's like, work sucks. Well, now I do know. Yeah, we didn't know back <laughs> we then. We didn't know. Work uh, sucks. I know. I actually really like my new job. It's pretty great. Anyway, uh, that's video pretty games. Great. Uh, video games, video games. Yeah, so I have been playing a couple of games that were uh, provided to us uh, via the publisher or developer. Uh, so I'm just going to go in order of the two that I got them in. Uh, these will be kind of like a soft review. I'm still working my kind of way through them. These are more of just kind of halfway through thoughts. I've been playing them pretty much nonstop whenever I can't, whenever I tell myself to fucking put down Slay the Spire because god damn that game's <laughs> good. Um, oh, that reminds me. I need to play Hearthstone because there's a tower. There's not a tavern brawl. There's a the fire festival going on. 
So every single oh, yeah. day. Fire Festival is a really good name for something that's worked out very well. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think it's the Fire Festival. Anyway, it, wait, WoW coined it before uh, before the Dumpster Fire Festival. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, no, every time you log on, there's a like a nice quest like oh, every cool. every day. So I actually need to jump on and do that because the rewards are huge. Oh yeah. Um, um, so I can I can attest to like slay the spire stuff because now it's in the back of my head. Well, like I got on the plane, so I went out to Austin for RTX, which I think I talked about last show, and then uh, me and Amy went out to Utah to visit some family, and we went to go see Jenny Lewis concert, which was great. Excuse me, but um, like the entire plane ride there and back, like slay the spire is such a good fucking like plane game. Like you just sit there, and then you're like three runs in, and then the the flight's over like it's ridiculous <laughs> right anyway that's not what i'm here to talk about right now um so i've been playing uh, red faction gorilla remastered mm. on the switch um i am if i were to give my like excitedness about like really sitting down and playing that game on a scale from like one to ten not like an actual review score because i don't really like doing that sure i would say i'm at like a solid seven um, which is pretty good, but it's really... I've been finding it a little... It, it feels like a chore for me to kind of sit down and play, and I don't think that's necessarily because I think that game is bad. I think it's just because I have problems going back to games that feel really dated. Because this game is straight up just an HD remake of the game Red Faction Guerrilla, which came out, I think, on the Xbox 360 and PS3, like that kind of era. Yeah. I don't know what year off the top of my head. I think it might be 2009. I could be wrong. It was 2008 or 9 or something, because yeah. I, I remember seeing that when I was playing uh, Fallout 3 at my buddy's place, mm-hmm. and I like I remember he got those right after each other, I yeah. think. So it's, it's very much a game from that era, and it does some things that I like a whole lot. I think, well, that game its entire premise is you are this guerrilla soldier fighting against the EDF, the Earth Defense Force, who have, like, they basically, like, brought people to Mars, but then they turned into this, like, ridiculous police state, and they just turn into mega assholes, and you're fighting to... Wait a minute. Is the game actually called Remastered? Yes. Oh, lol. Yeah. This whole time, I yeah. thought you were doing that. Nope. It is actually uh, <laughs> Red Faction Guerrilla colon Remastered. Remastered. They did it. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Um, so, like, it's it's an open world <laughs> game uh, that focuses very heavily on destruction. Uh, you Knocking down buildings with a sledgehammer. Totally. And... Let me tell you, as somebody who has never played that game before picking up this version, goddamn does that sledgehammer feel fucking good. And it still does, and I'm really kind of impressed with how good that is. If anything, like, just the ability to blow up these buildings with, like, cool remote mines or, like, a rocket launcher or even proximity mines where you can, like, lure people into rooms and they blow it up themselves or you just walk up to it and just start beating it with a sledgehammer, that shit feels fucking good. That's rad. I don't like the rest of the game. Oh, no. Um, The combat feels very floaty. The guns do not feel like they have any sort of, like, recoil or any sort of, like, weight behind them at all. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, if you're using, like, the assault rifle, which is pretty much, like, the second weapon you get in the game, uh, and you're fighting off some troops, it feels like you're just kind of, like, hovering the cursor over them and just holding down the trigger, but... 
like there's no like recoil and you don't move around yeah. or anything. It doesn't feel like there's any weight behind the action. Uh, in and then GTA they just kind of Vice die. City, I yeah. felt that way. Yeah. Where I didn't like the crosshair anyway, but whenever I shot stuff, I was just like, oh, not, there's no punch to any of this. Like my yeah. crosshair is not moving. It just doesn't feel good, which is really kind of weird whenever you compare it to the fact that that sledgehammer feels good. Yeah. Like you walk up to an EDF soldier that's shooting at you, you hit them with the sledgehammer, they drop. They actually fly in the direction that you hit them. That's nice. Like it feels really good to use the sledgehammer and the explosives and nothing else. And it's kind of really bumming me out. I wonder if the way they designed the physics was uh, that basically like size, like mass is mm-hmm. the most important so that like the way your bullets work or the, or that your gun fires or anything just doesn't reflect any like motion. That could be it. This, and I know yeah. I have no idea what a look behind the curtain would, would mm-hmm. be, uh, but I, I kind of get that impression from some games like that. Cause like same thing with grand theft auto, mm-hmm. you get hit by a car and you go flying. Like if they're going fast, uh, you know, and, and even those, I would say even vice city is a little floaty, in just the way you move and well Grant Grant thought I was kind of like that yeah uh, totally with falls and stuff but uh, yeah I mean I I definitely have a picture in my head of exactly what you're saying Mm -hmm. at least the sledgehammer stuff is great no yeah and I I know I keep pounding on it but that sledgehammer I think if I would have like really played this game a whole lot when it came out because I think this game being a product of its time Mm -hmm. is still very good Um, but kind of only really in a vacuum I wish I was enjoying it more because I know I have a ton of friends who just rant and rave about how much they loved playing this game and I missed it and I feel like and this is just kind of really kind of reaffirming my belief that I going back to it was hard and I didn't really kind of need to if I played it then I'm sure I would have loved it but Mm. uh, and I'm not saying that I think it's bad I think I think it's very I don't think it's very good I think it's good um but there, there's just a lot of little things that kind of rub me the wrong way. Uh, like, the driving feels actually pretty good um, whenever you, like, hop in the vehicles. Each of them, like, kind of handle differently, and that's... They handle pretty well uh, whenever you're, like, driving really the first vehicle you get in the game, and then you can do, like, a cool power slide around a corner. That feels pretty good, and, like, they that's still good. feel that's nice. That's, yeah. like, actually really important. <laughs> totally, totally. And, like, they move very quickly, or they move at kind of the speed you'd expect them to. Mm-hmm. Um, Going back to Halo 1, and you're like, accelerate, Warthog, accelerate! Right, right. Yeah, no, this this still feels pretty good. Um, yeah, it, I would have liked to seen a lot of maybe quality of life upgrades for this instead of just kind of a graphical 4K remaster. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a multiplayer. I haven't actually touched that, but like there's no fast travel, at least from what I can tell. There might be one later on, but I'm still kind of like going through and taking my time and really trying to be like, okay, well, I have this area and here's all these highlighted, like here's all these wind turbines that I need to go and just fuck up because mm-hmm. that's like going to reduce the EDF's power in that sector and like help me get guerrilla troops and stuff. Uh, or even What's just the like the story of that game. The story is basically you get to Mars because like your brother is there and then he you have like this demolitions expert background background. Classic. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, go tear down this building, it's for a job, and then it's actually an EDF thing, and then they kill your brother, and then you join the red faction. And that's <laughs> kind of it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's really nothing special, but 
did your brother like trick you into knocking down an EDF tower? I think so. I wasn't super paying attention at that part because I was just really interested in the fact that I could use this cool sledgehammer to break down oh, this fucking fair, building. Fair. I thought it was like, oh yeah, the cutscene came on, that so I went to the bathroom. That was before I figured out where to turn on <laughs> subtitles. Oh, that's important. Yeah, I had to like kind of search for that. We, um, were you here... Were you around when we when I did like the disabilities episode where I talked about? No, that was before me. I, I believe. think that was like right before your time. Uh, I talked about a whole bunch of things, but subtitles was a very important part of that. Uh, just accessibility, you know, color blindness and stuff. But uh, it took a while for games to realize that you need good subtitles. Oh, hundred like, percent. And once people started to figure it out, there's pretty much a standard way how if that works or you know, wow, the words. Uh, there's pretty much a. What what is it called? A an industry standard mm. now, which is very important for people who actually need the subtitles and for people who just want them. And looking back at a 2009 game, I did look it up. We were right uh, from last week, June 2009, and I just for kicks, I looked up Fallout 3. It came out October 2008. So, uh, so I was playing those at my buddy's place. But uh, yeah, they just. It sounds like you. It's just you know. It's an old game. Right. With a fresh coat of paint. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would really recommend this to anybody that didn't already have that kind of like emotional attachment to this game. Mm-hmm. I know there is some good stuff here, but it like I keep just kind of hammering on and on about it does feel like a product of its time. Yeah. For better and for worse. Um, it's really cool to see them like actually doing that. And I know THQ Nordic for how problematic they are as a company. I think it is neat that they are bringing out some remakes of some like kind of beloved games. Like they announced like right before E3 that they're doing a SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom remaster, <laughs> which sounds fucking <laughs> awesome because that game I played a whole fucking lot uh, of. Was that game on the N64? Or the GameCube, it was a PS2, GameCube, okay, Xbox. then GameCube. Yeah. I think I played that game then, and if that's the one we rented from Blockbuster, which would have been GameCube because that's when we were renting stuff. I yeah. played Wind Waker mm-hmm. from Blockbuster. Um, I remember liking that game. Yeah, no, right. And everybody who's played that game has been just like, oh, yeah, that game was actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's just so unexpected. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really interested in just seeing what that is. But uh, I guess to kind of cap off my like light review, uh, if you know that you like this game or you played it in the past, I would probably recommend picking it up for just kind of a nice like remaster trip down memory lane. If you have not... I can't say I would. Um, oh, man. I don't actually remember how much it costs. Uh, if uh, you wouldn't mind looking that up real quick. Yeah, yeah. And um, I will kind of move on to my other game that I want to talk about. Well, I, t- I tell you what. Uh, I'm going to talk for a second, okay, and, and uh, you should look it up. Okay, let's do it. Uh, if you can. Um, no, basically, uh, I've been thinking a lot of, lately about remasters because I haven't been in a position before to actually like give reviews of games or to have an opportunity to get review codes or anything like that. Um, but now I'm realizing that I personally have less and less time to dedicate towards that, even if I shifted priorities around. So like I have trouble gaming for fun and trying to pick up more stuff to play is so hard. Um, and I, I feel like from stories I've heard, that's just something uh, that happens in the games industry. Like once you start working, like playing games for work, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it takes on its own, its own new life. But uh, I've been thinking about that because right now there is there's never been a better time to play video games, as it turns out. And the bar is so high now of quality games that take all sorts of different amounts of time to play, whether it's 
um, a game like Slay the Spire or Hearthstone where you can just keep coming back to it. Uh, Red Faction is $30 for the Nintendo Switch. Okay. Yeah, so, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, you, you, you know, you can play replayable games like that or you can play like, of course, MMOs, Wild Classics about to come out or you can play, you know, the Skyrims of, of the world um, or you can play God of War. You can play like a solid... I don't know how long that game is. I imagine it's going to be like 50 hours, that 40 hours by the time I get right. to it. I think I got my platinum at about like 60-ish. Yeah, and, and Horizon Zero Dawn was, was 50-ish. Yeah. It was longer than that. But um, yeah, there's just so much to play. There's so much quality, like totally. really quality stuff out there from top to bottom that um, re- remasters have to be something special, I feel like, to be worth... Well, like honestly, $30, that sounds exactly how much that game should cost sure, based yeah. on what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, it's just, uh, there's just so much out there to play. Mm-hmm. And I felt like when good remasters started to come out, like the modern ones where it's not just a fresh coat of paint, they, you know, they'll spice it up with extra stuff. They'll, they'll take lessons they learned from the original game and actually implement them um, right there. So you get to play like the, the game that could have come out right um, in this modern era of remasters. At first, I was so down. I was 100% down with it because I was like, you know what? The more games, the better because mm-hmm. people who miss it the first time get to play it on the console they own and it's a better version and all this stuff. But now I just don't know how to feel because there is so much good stuff. There are good remasters, but there are also just good new IPs and co- like uh, you know anything that comes out by Devolver, I already know that I'm going to like it because I've liked they, everything else they've they put out. they published really good stuff. Yeah, so when there are lots of companies big and small like devolver who just keep pumping out just quality content mm-hmm. it's so hard to peel myself away because to, to play other stuff like to play a game that's okay or even pretty good because i just find myself struggling to find the time to play the stuff that i like can't stop thinking about um to that i know you've got another game but i'm gonna hop in with a game okay. i've been playing Real quick i do want to add a couple of things i don't know if i mentioned it earlier um i'm playing this on switch i'm playing the switch port of it which seems to run fine uh but playing that game handheld is a chore the aiming with the joy cons is straight up terrible but i think that is the fault of the joy cons and yeah. not necessarily the game um, i haven't played it docked yet but i did on my flight back pull out my pro controller and played it like kickstand mode worked like a charm nice so if you plan on playing that handheld i would recommend playing that with a different controller if you have the ability to okay you can go ahead now uh you know what i've been playing is uh lizzie and i recently picked up minecraft again Mm -hmm. um just a few days ago i've been playing a bunch of apex um we've talked plenty about that i watched somebody stream that last night and i installed the new updates so we're gonna see what happens with that yeah you trying to play tonight not tonight. All right, fair. But sometime soon, yeah. Cool, cool. Um, Damn it. <laughs> yeah, uh, really enjoying that game. Uh, my One of my buddies I played at release with, who I used to play Overwatch with, um, he he installed the game, or you know, he, he's been playing it for about a week or so now. And uh, yeah, we played yesterday. We had a nice long match, and we took a win out of it, which is pretty fun. Hell yeah. Get that um, dub. We did. It was awesome. I think I got the most damage I've ever gotten. I got like 1,400 damage. It's crazy. Ooh, kill him. I was, I was playing as your boy, Jabroni. And uh, yeah, it was cool. Um, I, I like that stuff, but it's especially fun knowing that we had a good match and that we'll hang out later. So I actually, when I got home from work today, I went and recorded or I edited the recording I took of it. <laughs> um, and it was such a long game that I didn't even get the very first fight 
like as soon as we dropped on the recording. Holy shit. Because it was like a 17 and a half minute game and this 15 minute clip I took. Wow. Um, but yeah, I edited it down, uh, but it was super fun and I like being able to share that stuff after because like our other friend who used to play, when he pulls up, he'll be like, yeah, maybe you should play again because check this out. But uh, thoroughly enjoying that. But I, I've i set down God of War and I'm going to come back to it here soon, but I just don't feel like playing the game is amazing, mm-hmm. but I just don't feel like playing it right now. So that's fair. I saw a Minecraft update while I was playing Apex, and I was like, Minecraft? I haven't played that in a while. So I look over, you know, Lizzie and I have uh, two TVs in our living room now. So I told her, I was like, we should boot this up. You create the world so I can only play when you're on, and it's just an excuse for us to play together. So we've been playing a lot more together, just in general, um, and we've been we've been hopping in there, and man... It's it's nice. There's a ton of new stuff also. Just a, a whole bunch of new stuff. But um, it's just a really nice pick up and play for however long we feel like kind of game. Uh, even after she got home from work, usually she do- has a whole regiment of stuff she does before she mm-hmm. does anything. And uh, she came in and I had finished editing that Apex video. <laughs> and uh, and we're, we're talking about our day and stuff. And uh, I was like, well, I got... You know, I got podcasting night. Want to play Minecraft for like an hour? And she's like, okay. And just sat right next to me. Didn't do any of the normal yeah. stuff. And I was like, man, this is all right. Hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've been thinking about Minecraft all day at work. And uh, it'll do that to you, man. Dude, it's the Tetris effect for real. Totally. I just, I, last night I had like a brief dream about Minecraft. I, yeah. And it is, it is a real thing. I used to get that with like Guitar Hero and Rock Band and yep. then like Luminous also and like yep. straight up fucking Tetris. Yeah, you know, they get their hooks in you. <laughs> they, yeah, they sure do. Uh, Amy and I used to play, we kind of fell off of it, I think, whenever we both just kind of moved on to playing other games. But like right around the time, uh, Microsoft and Nintendo were just like, hey, what's up? Play together. Let's fucking go. Uh, we both picked it up on Switch and we just would play together. And like, I hate using the Switch app for like voice chat. So we just mm. like called each other and put each other on speakerphone. That was Lol. obviously before we lived together. <laughs> right. Um, but the yeah. things people do for love. Right. Right. Um, hey, I got another game I want to talk about. Uh, wait, actually, real quick. Does, okay. does the Switch voice chat, is it It's through okay the now? Switch online app. It's fine. It's fine. Um, it, it's through that. I still think that's a little weird. I think it's really weird, actually, but, you know. That is a little weird. Uh, it's, the, the, it's very Nintendo. The The last thing I have for Minecraft is, um, I, I'm going to try, I think Lizzie got a video of it, but Lizzie, while I was down in the caves, not paying attention to anything she was doing, um, she bred like 10 dogs, <laughs> like 10 wolves, and she's cha- they're chasing her around, and I mean, they are just nonstop barking. It's insane. Uh, but she goes into the ocean and there's a new update so there's new there are new creatures mm-hmm. in there so she goes down there and this was perfect she goes out there she goes oh man look at all these majestic sea creatures and then she turns over to the side and you see 10 wolves just like flailing oh in the water just like, whoop, 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 <laughs> just like struggling they don't want to get out in the water and it, they're oh they just God. it's like oh look at these majestic sea creatures and these dumbass land animals <laughs> uh yeah, we God Minecraft rules. It it really Minecraft's does really rule, dude. Yeah. They're outposts now. Uh, they look like plantation houses. Yeah, they're monstrous. And you go inside, and there are these guys who will attack you. Yeah, and apparently if you kill them, maybe this has been on PC forever. I don't know, but if you kill like the leader, um, 
the next time you go back to a village, and we, our home is in a village, we spawned like pr- practically in it. Uh, the next time you go there, the the pillagers will attack the village, and they'll attack like in waves and stuff. So you have to defend. So that's huh. kind of crazy. That is pretty cool. So she wa- we turned off uh, the thing like we, when. Um, she doesn't like losing stuff when she dies. Mm. Like if we play for a while and then she loses a bunch of stuff in a hole somewhere, um, we'll like not even play Minecraft for like six months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I can't blame her for it. So she was like, the one condition I have is that you keep items when you die. So I was like, all right. Well, she walked into this plantation with no fear because she's like, whatever, I'll just, you know, I'll do it all again afterwards if mm. I die. Well, she walks up, dude, this villager, she's got iron armor on and stuff. This villager messed her up. Like, she just about died, and that was one pillager. That Jeez. was like one Jesus. So uh, it actually seems like, based on the update, where the it, they'll attack, like, horde mode if you go back to a village um, after killing the leader, it sounds like that's actually supposed to be, like, a multiplayer thing. Like, it seems really hard. So that's kind of cool. That is really cool. Uh, Jimmy actually hopped into our game on Sunday mm-hmm. um, when we booted up for the first time. So, man, I guess that was only two days ago. We've played a lot of Minecraft the past two days. Apparently. <laughs> uh, he jumped in, so we had three of us going, which is cool. But, uh, yeah, I might see if we can get a crew together to check that, check that out. There's, yeah. It's just nice coming talk, back to that I'll, game. Uh, I'll talk to Amy, see if we might want to hop in. Dude, that'd be, you guys are just be on sweet. the console version. Mm-hmm. What console? B- PS4. Ah, well, shit. Never mind. No, oh, well, it's probably... Well, it goes on sale fairly... Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'll probably just make you... I'll just like be like, here's $15. Please buy the game. Okay, great. Cool. Um, Sold. <laughs> do you... You could always do that home console thing where uh, you can play on two different consoles. Oh, yeah. No, we um, totally could. Like, because oh, my, my PS4 or in the yeah, living room... Or her PS4 in the living room set as my primary one. Mm-hmm. And then mine is here in our studio. And I just use that. And it's always connected to the internet. So yeah, we can totally uh, do that. That would be sweet. And you can also do split screen, which is fine. Uh, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, her TV's fucking huge. But. Yeah, well, I mean, the size of the TVs and the problem, it's the, the, um, the way that the, ch- that the text is reduced is even on a big screen, it's just like, this is not ideal. Mm. Uh, this stuff's hard to read. I have not great eyes for small print, and it's rough. Um, I understand that. But I like the game. It's super cool coming back to this game every like six months and there's a big update I mean, you know just oh there are horses now oh there are plantation houses now or outposts or whatever they're Minecraft called Minecraft is, is is a game that I feel like everybody at some point has had at least like two or three like phases that they're really into it yeah it, it just it's, for it, real is like playing Legos when you're a kid totally it, you're it like, feels exactly like that you're building your own cool stuff it's and then you drop cool. for a while and come back later to, we don't need to spend time telling people <laughs> how that Minecraft is a good video game you know because uh, I yeah. feel like that's just kind of a known quantity well but. it's uh it's all right. Do you know what is a good video game, Thomas? No. Lethal League Blaze. Oh, dude, Blaze God it! Damn. That game is super cool. So the first time I played the original Lethal League uh, was here, actually. Whenever we did just kind of a Kansas City big like streaming day thing, and we sat on this couch, and mm-hmm. you kicked the shit out of me in Lethal League, but I had a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, Lethal League, if you don't know, uh, Lethal League Blaze is essentially like the sequel-ish. It's more of a kind of refined, definitive version of it. Uh, it's essentially a like a four-player local or online multiplayer game where you are on this like single stage that is just like a flat plane and it's like this like rectangle that you inhabit. And instead of like fighting the characters like you would in Smash Bros, there is a baseball that spawns in the middle and you hit the baseball at each other basically to knock out your other players. 
it's fucking cool. Dude, um, it's so cool. It very much has this aesthetic that you can tell that they played a ton of Jet Set Radio. In fact, uh, for it's the art style, the I've art never style. played Jet Set Radio, it and just looking and at it, acts exactly like that. Well, I know the, the characters feel very inspired from Jet Set Radio. It's got that kind of like cel shaded, like totally kind of rebellious punk in a big yeah, city yeah. kind of a thing. Uh, they actually did get the composer for Jet Set Radio to do a track on Lethal League Blaze, and it's the best song in the fucking game. It is so fucking good. Is that the good. Subway one, I think? Yeah, it's so good. Um, I listened to it on Spotify a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, when when we left here for uh, Challenge Mode, the last time we recorded, Jimmy was like, oh man, I'm, now I'm going to get in my car and listen to Baba Yetu or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is that? Send it to me. He sent it to me. I guess it's like the Civ one of the Civ game mm-hmm. themes. I don't know what I was expecting, but uh, that, w- that was not it. Uh, <laughs> but I liked it. I was like, oh, this is like some Lion King stuff. I'm all, I'm here for this. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, video game music, pretty cool. It's, it's good shit. Uh, so this game is, for all intents and purposes, a fighting game. Um, really in that you are fighting against the other players and also just in terms of like the depth and skill ceiling. Because from like a perspective, if you watch any sort of gameplay of this game, you will see that it kind of looks like it could just get out of control and out of hand very quickly. The first thing that you see whenever you boot up the game is, hey, here's how to play Lethal League. And you can do like just a regular swing, which just launches the ball in the direction that you are facing, or you can like aim it by moving your stick up and down or like left and right if you want to like switch directions where you're hitting the ball. Um, Because once you, like, hit the ball, it, like, bounces around the arena, and it's your color, and if somebody of a different color collides with it, they lose some health. Mm -hmm. That also all depends on whether or not, like, how fast that ball's going, and if you just take, like, a clean hit, you can totally get knocked out in one hit very quickly. But, like, there's stupid Which which is different than the first game, because uh, one hit killed you you no matter what. touch the ball at all, you die. Yeah. And this one, it's a lot more forgiving, so if the ball hits you at, like, one mile an hour you're not just gonna die because you like missed pressing the square button right i'm playing on switch by the way um yeah man uh you can like the amount of depth really impressed me and it wasn't until i spent a couple of days playing with it that i started to really try and like set up a lot of moves instead of just jumping at the ball and just hitting it every time i could yeah so you can like go in and you can like bunt the ball which basically knocks it up and is a free ball for anybody to hit uh and launch it in any direction. That also completely takes away the momentum. So if somebody is just shooting a ball at you at like fucking 100 or 200 miles an hour, if you bunt it, it just pink and just like hops up a little bit and then you can just hit it right back at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also in this one uh, grab and throw the ball, which is oh, good. Oh yeah, that's a lot different. Which is, an, it's just a new mechanic and it you can basically catch it and like redirect it and also take all of the momentum out of it, which is cool. It's kind of a good counter move. Yeah. Um, you can straight up grab the ball if somebody's hitting it really fast and it like sits there and like really kind of builds up that like momentum and anticipation. Mm-hmm. If you yeah, grab I the like ball that a lot. while like it's still sitting there, you can totally just steal the ball from them. But you can also parry. Yeah, the original game didn't have that. It right? didn't, no. And you can also parry in this one, which basically protects you from getting your ball stolen, but it costs some of your meter that builds up. So you can oh, do like special moves. I didn't know that. As you play on. Yeah. Uh, that game's really fucking good. Yeah, the special um, moves are, are cool. The last game had that, but uh, I didn't know that about the parrying, and I know there are more characters, too. There are there are some more characters. I've seen a few more of them. I've been playing the story mode a little bit. Uh, it's nothing really special to write home about. It's pretty much just a story of, oh, this cool 
underground sport that somebody died playing, but they still want to live on with the spirit of the game, but the cops <laughs> fucking hate it. Oh, shit. And they're trying to come and stop them, but the big tournament's coming around. Shit's going to get and wild. It's, man. It's fucking cool. I... <laughs> It is. I brought it to our Wednesday Weekly last week, and it was was fantastic. It was a fucking hit because that game is so flashy and ridiculous. Like once you hit like a certain speed, like the levels start changing, and like there's one where you're just playing in the middle of the street in front of fucking City Hall because that's the most (laughs) punk rock thing you can think of, right? And once it hits like to a certain point from the background, like all of these cops just start swarming in and just like following mm. you guys. And like, it doesn't affect your gameplay at all, but it looks really cool and everything gets like red and flashy and like makes you feel very stressed. Cause the ball is bouncing around at people at like 400 fucking miles an hour. <laughs> right. Uh, that game's really good. Um, I'm really excited to play more of it. Uh, I know we're doing a Mario maker thing at our weekly meetup this week, but I'm still probably as humans. We're naturally driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Probably going to bring Lethal League. You absolutely should. Yeah, that game's I'm, great. I'm definitely going to do that. Um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. There's some really just great stylistic effects in it. Um, I know this isn't a new game by any means. This is just the port to Switch. It's been out on PC for a while. New, but tons of people don't know about this game. Totally. And I'm, I'm really happy to see that, like, although, like, coverage online has been, like, relatively positive, people are enjoying playing it. Um, I I really like this game. It's really cool. If, if you ever have played, like, a Guilty Gear game, they've got this, like, really kind of cool over-the-top style this is really kind of in I it, it reminded me a whole lot of that specifically whenever you like hit somebody with a really high velocity ball like it'll like zoom out and like the frames will like stop wherever you're doing and it's like it just zooms in on the person who hit them and oh, the person yeah. that got hit and it like rotates around in like this cool 3D model yeah, and then like just that. like oh it's fucking cool uh you should you should play Lethal League Blaze cuz uh if you can tell uh, by my excited ramblings I really like that game. I would really like to play more of that. Uh like the nice thing about having our weeklies is I can like groom people to get better at it so I can play for real. Cuz with a lot of like the especially the indie competitive like the indie uh, couch multiplayer games like Tricky Towers or or you know Towerfall or anything. Um 
usually you're showing I'm showing a lot of new people that stuff and that's cool but I can never like try my hardest you sure. know yeah so when I can find like of course I showed Jeremy or I showed our friend Tricky Towers and immediately he was better than me and I was like okay well you know what this is actually what I wanted <laughs> like now I can now no, I can yeah, try like, my I hardest sure I rolled up to that weekly with Lethal League and I got the shit kicked out of me I'm not good at this game <laughs> but I cannot quit playing it it's so much fun it is an absolute blast and it's one of those games that you like look at and understand just like the base level concepts of it and maybe not how to like play and like how to like set up the perfect shots and stuff but you understand like what you're trying to do at a core level just from watching it which is really kind of nice yeah you hit the ball and you try to figure out the angle it's going to go right and, and you just try to hit other people and it, it's really cool game is on switch there's a demo on the switch oh what a great thing demos yeah, are you great should, if you if this at all sounds interesting to you at all you really need to check it out um it's also only 20 dollars us which is pretty good worth it yeah absolutely um so yeah i'm probably gonna keep talking about this game for weeks to come because i really like it and it's a really fun just drink with your friends uh hit each other with a baseball I mean, there's you a could fucking, pick up and play. I mean, that's the kind of game you could you could just pick up in five minutes. You could get like a couple games in. Totally, totally. You know? uh, and like, I mean, there's a robot that instead of a baseball bat, he uses a fucking skateboard, and, and he can ride up the walls shit. and on the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, fuck! Yes, he can. Ah, oh, this game's good. That game's sweet. I All look right. forward to playing more of it. I need to take a little bit of a break. I don't know about you, but my throat hurts from talking about video games for you know half an hour because I'm. A pansy. Yeah, my ears hurt from listening to you. Let's, <laughs> okay. let's get out of here. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back. We'll talk about some news, and then roll into a new weekly segment. Sweet. Hey, everyone. This is Greg from Red Shirts and Runabouts. We're the resident Star Trek podcast as part of the Heroes Podcast Network group. If you love Star Trek and things science fiction, we're definitely the show for you. Join us every Thursday as we talk about Star Trek Discovery, the new Picard show, and other ongoing content and new creations from the Star Trek universe. If you want to find us, search Red Shirts and Runabouts podcast on Apple and Google Play. And if you want to interact with us as a host, you can find us at Red Shirts Pod on Twitter. Hey, we're back. Uh, so we're going to roll into some news here real quick. I kind of wanted to go over just a couple of new dates that really kind of caught my eye that just kind of got announced today. Uh, that I think are pretty cool and pretty big. Uh, first one, Tetris Effect is coming to PC. Uh, AKA probably the best Tetris game in like the past 10 years. Tetris Effect wasn't on PC? No, it was just a PS4 game. Oh. Because it's the studio that did Luminous. Right. You, I guess when I heard Which, how good I mean, it was in VR, I just assumed no, it, was it was on PSVR PC. No, it was PSVR exclusive. It's going to oh, be coming to PC. Uh, it's going to be an Epic Store, Epic Store exclusive, I believe, at least for a little bit. comes out Tuesday, July 23rd, which is six days from the ep- from the time this episode goes live. Wow. Which is cool. Uh, um, that's exciting. Yeah. I really want to play that on VR. Yeah. Uh, I think I did. Uh, our friend Max <laughs> has it on PlayStation VR, and I tried it out, and I definitely preferred playing it on tv but i think that's just a personal preference thing mm-hmm. um i just really liked the kind of high fidelity and it like the graphical drop didn't really appeal to me like as so much as being the immersion i just think it, i just wanted to play pretty tetris yeah totally yeah um and another one uh super monkey ball uh what's the subtitle banana blitz i believe uh <laughs> i had to keep looking that up i kept on wanting to say something else and i just like banana bonanza yeah, right yeah, banana, banana yeah, anyway yeah um that's coming out there's a remake of that which is cool i know people have wanted a new quote new super monkey ball for a while that's coming out october 29th and i think 
uh, winter 2019 for Xbox One and PC. So It'll Switch be... and PS4 get it in October, which is cool. Nice. Great. Super Monkey Ball is good. Super Y'all should Monkey play Ball re monkstered. <laughs> yes. I don't know if that yes, one's going to work as well. Super Monkey Ball re marstered. Yeah. Um, you just run into buildings and knock them down. But as. The physics are really good. Yeah, totally. Uh, anyway, you have some actual news to talk about other oh, than me loosely, just talking about cool video games. Loosely. I mean, hopefully, every our listeners have realized that as this. Uh, as the podcast known as the. <laughs> Uh, Game of Heroes podcast. I couldn't remember the name of our own podcast for a second. That was really weird. You're fired. Uh, I'm out of here. Uh, we've had a lot of guests. We actually were talking to Derek about it uh, this past week about all the different changes of hands that the podcast has gone through. Um, there used to be hosts that I've never even met. Yeah, same. That's a funny thing to uh, think about. I think about. You, you and Derek are the only like previous hosts I've actually met. Mm-hmm. And I met... Uh, I guess I met... Met John. Mike. Yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, anyway, so... Uh, Hopefully they've realized at this point that you and I are less interested in talking about like all the news that you can find covered very in depth by many other resources. I mean, I like talking about some of it and like just kind of analyzing it and if presenting it's interesting, thoughts. I'm totally sure. But I'm not going to go out of my way to find things that don't particularly interest what we're trying yeah, to do, especially if they make me mad. Yeah, because uh, yeah. I've got plenty of internet to do that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And everyone else does too. So we'd rather just talk about stuff that we find interesting. So yeah. this is is loosely news. Um, but if you if you have even passing knowledge of the artificial intelligence work in the video game industry, as far as like esports, uh, you have probably heard of DeepMind, which is Blizzard or uh, yeah Blizzard's AI that they've been working on. Am I am I getting that right? Actually, now that is I that- say that out loud, that doesn't sound right. Let's see. Uh, da 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 da. Okay, DeepMind I think is actually owned. I think that's part of Google. Yeah, because I remember they did some. Didn't that do like Dota two stuff for a little bit too? Yes. So they they've got two different AIs on there. Uh, but yeah, they're both they're both DeepMind. So uh, basically, what this is saying is that European players are about to start taking on the DeepMind AI in the ranked competitive ladder, but they're not going to be told. Oh, but so here's how it works. Okay. You opt into this in the competitive queue. So you hit a button that says, "Hey, I want to open myself up to this." Um, but you and everyone else in that queue will have presumably no idea when you're fighting an AI because you're mostly going to be fighting people, just other people in the opt-in queue, because they want to have a controlled environment where um, you you aren't playing specifically to defeat the AI. You're you're playing to defeat your opponent. And the idea is they don't want you to be able to tell if it's a human or not. That's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, so so are they like two separate ranked queues then? Because I know there's like it, a it ranking system be. in StarCraft. I don't know if that just like, it's going to be the same regardless whether or not you opt in or opt out. It's just one, you have a non-zero chance of getting fucking bodied by a computer. Right. Um yeah, I wonder, you know, you could always like, like type in all chat or whatever and be like, hey, are you a robot? Mm. <laughs> and then you'd send a captcha through the keyboard somehow. <laughs> and, you know, the it they would have say... To, like, open up another window in their chat <laughs> right. and, like, try and click like, on all the traffic lights. DeepMind has left the game. Just get him with the <laughs> Alt-F4 trick. You read a new story about a fire at Google headquarters. Like. Dude, uh, <laughs> in, in one of the Star Trek, I think it's the one with Khan in the movie, the recent movies, um, Captain Kirk... You have to beat this test to basically... It's, it's like your um, your thesis, your master's thesis. It's where it's like, yeah, you have to pass this thing and then you can graduate. 
uh, it, it was like a flight simulation in space. And instead of just beating it because he was good, he beats it because he hacked the game and then blew everything up because he hacked it. And they're like, that doesn't count. And he's like, I beat it. I feel I feel like somebody needs to do that where they're just like, oh, yo, I tricked the robot into Alt F4 and I'm a god. I'm the best god, StarCraft 2 player. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I mean, that sounds like a Rick and Morty episode. Or sure, sure. Uh, you know, a robot chicken or something. But uh, anyway, I find this really interesting. I, I really like seeing how players match up against AI. I have just a personal fascination with artificial intelligence and what it means just in general and how it, it it changes how we perceive that. I mean, look at decades in the past versus even how AI has changed in the past five years. Um, it's very interesting to me in just a ton of different ways. But the most remarkable way in esports is people think that they have a chance against the the AI that's that spent thousands and thousands and thousands of hours playing against itself and watching replays of humans playing. And and it's just laughable. I mean, almost no one, I mean, almost no one beats this AI in a game. There was like, it has like a 90, the one in Dota that has, uh, that went up in April, this article said, uh, has had a 99.6% win rate. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so just, Ooh, what boy. are you going to do? I mean, and, and those are the kinds of games where if you, you know, if you fall behind early, you might never catch back up. And if you're just messing around for a second and this AI just gets the jump on you, yeah, you're not coming back from that. That uh, I love that stuff. The fact that people don't know they're playing a robot is cool. Uh, they said that the DeepMind has learned by challenging itself and, and watching human replays in the past. But the one that is in the queue right now won't do any learning. Um, so it's just like applying what it already knows? Yes. Okay. Because I was going to say, if you if you have an AI that's like constantly learning from human matches, like at some point that just becomes the least fun to play against. Cause there's absolutely nothing you can do. Cause you just can't compete with a machine. Yeah. You know, well, it seems like they're trying to like, I assume that they'll tweak the difficulty based on where in the rank ladder the matches happen. Mm -hmm. Cause maybe they're from top to bottom and they're, as far as I could guess, this is total speculation. They want to see, um, they, they want to teach the thing how to play and then figure out how they can tweak it to play at different levels, but actually like a human, because, you know, in, in a lot of video games, it's like, okay, these are the strong enemies. They're the same exact enemies as before, just with higher health bars. Mm. Well, you know, a, a way to make it difficult with AI is it's the same enemy with the same, you know, sword shield, or maybe it has boosted shields or whatever health, um, but also they just react differently to you. They, they react more quickly or they, you know, instead of just going left because there was a sound over there, they try to sneak around instead of being bold. Uh, just the way that machines make decisions. Um, I'm interested to see how they they can turn the knobs up and down for that, basically. Um, yeah, I, uh, they said they're going to release their findings in a peer-reviewed scientific journal. Cool. Blizzard is. Awesome. On StarCraft. So I'm interested in seeing that because it seems like they're really giving this the treatment it deserves. And, uh, uh, like... This is this is blazing a trail for artificial intelligence because we have thought about it and seen it in a lot of different ways. But to be able to uh, send a machine to learn on such a grand scale, to have the technology to do that, but also to do that against so many humans at the same time, I love it. I love 
everything about it and I just can't wait to hear about it. I just, I, I think I'm going to keep going. I think I'm going to look for another article on this because really this just gets me so excited. Um, yeah. So, so in April, Dota's, Dota 2's AI went up. Um, so that's been happening for a while and I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so StarCraft 2 is just about to, to boot that up. So I'm interested we'll have, if we're ever going to see those those AIs go to other types of games because those are both, you know, one's a real-time strategy, the other's a MOBA, which has very heavy RTS uh, elements in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested if they'll ever throw something like that into, like, let's say, a Call of Duty. Um, Man, I, I, I was just thinking about, like, well, what if you put that in an FPS? But I feel like that but would But that's where just... the knobs matter. That's where, like, it's not just about, oh, this, this AI shoots really accurately. Like, I want to see if they can figure out where to tweak those knobs to be like, okay, this is an AI that does really well against bronze tier. Like, it's an accurate matchup. Like, So it's like emulating what you would expect, like, an average, like, bronze level player yeah. would be. That would be interesting. Because I, I don't think it's as simple as, okay, in in Diamond, your their accuracy is going to match their peers at, you know, even a good shot, let's say 60% of their shots, you know. I, I don't want it to just be a slider that's like, okay, and if you're in, you know, if you're in gold, he hits 50% of his shots, and then 40 if you're in silver. Like, I think there's a lot more to it than that, I, and I want to see what those intricacies are. I refuse to accept any sort of high-level artificial intelligence in a first-person shooter until they show me that thing just completely unprompted, just like drawing a dick with bullets in a wall. <laughs> I think that's a requirement. Because, I like that. let's be real, just about everybody's done it. Yep. If you're listening and you say you haven't, you're probably lying, and I'm sorry. That's one of those custom creations. It's either that or you draw your name. Or right. at least your initials because games might be old and just don't have enough space and memory, but I mean, hey, you know what I'm saying. Who you didn't know? type boobs in their calculator? Right. right. You know. Flip that shit upside down. What a classic. Classic humor. Yeah. So that's, that's that. The height of comedy. That it's bullet up there with humor. like the nose trick whenever you look down at your shirt. Oh, got him. Yeah. Fucking got him. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I hope the artificial intelligences are uh, more intelligent than us. I mean, it probably wouldn't <laughs> take a whole a lot. Bar. We just spent about two minutes talking about drawing dicks on a wall with bullets. So we could talk more about that. <sighs> All right. Um, <laughs> what other? What else you got? You said you had another news story you want to talk about a little bit. Uh, the other one is the Switch has oh, the yes. Switch Lite. Um, long story short, uh, we talked about this uh, off off the mic. Uh, if you really want the nitty gritty details, you should actually tune into another show. Uh, because the whole all of the internet is covering that right now. Um, totally. So there's yeah. no there's a lot of really good like breakdown articles of like what we know. Totally. What we don't know also. But I would recommend going and giving giving them a look. Uh, from what I have read, the kind of like highlights for it are it's a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, battery life is a little bit increased. There's no like power increase, but um, there's no HD rumble. Um, it can't do video out and it can't dock. So like the joy cons are also like attached. It very much feels like they're kind of spin. It's like, it's a, like the two DS version of the Nintendo switch. Yeah. Somewhere with, with like that. the, the Wii U pad thrown in there. A little right. Bit. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, bah, 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 bah. so the, re- yeah. the reason that all exists is because it's a lower price point. Yes. So, so it's $200 instead of three. Is it 250 or is it 200? I think it's 200. Even. 200. Okay. It, yeah. Honestly, with all those drawbacks, like I'm interested in it, but if it was 250, that'd be too high. I, I will say, um, so I'm probably not going to get one. Um, I know there's been like a lot of talk about like, well, there's going to do a switch pro, which I think sounds great. 
Um, and I will yeah. probably jump ship to that one. But they're doing a Pokemon. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On one, and it looks fucking hot. <laughs> Holy shit, it looks good, dude. It, yeah. It's like, it reminds me of whenever they would do, uh, I think it was the Diamond and Pearl Pokemon, like, special limited edition DS that had like it was like an all black one and then like a gold and silver etchings that were like the shape and like the design of the legendary mascots for those two games and mm-hmm. they did kind of the same thing with the pokemon from sword and shield which is essentially a dog that is a shield and a dog that has a sword in its mouth <laughs> which is great <laughs> right. cool i'm into it but no it looks fucking good and ha uh, i don't need it but god do i want it oh uh, man you stay strong I'm I'm not gonna do it, but fuck, well, you're not man, gonna I stay strong. To. Well, then you have to buy it. <sighs> I no no I don't. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. Well, I'm interested in the light because uh, even I I would say like <laughs> I would say about eighty percent of the internet does not like it. From my like first impression, I haven't paid that much attention to what most people think about it. I actually haven't seen a ton of people reacting super negatively to this thing. Cool. Like there's there's been some stuff that like a lot of people have like said like yeah i just don't really kind of understand why they would do this or something like that and like i think being disappointed in like this product is kind of justified but i also think pretty strongly that this is for not a lot of this is not what a lot of people like they're not the target audience for this thing yeah uh, there was uh i think matt piscatella i think is his name he's uh, works with the npd group he does like a lot of like business like sales stats that i love reading about and he basically said something along the lines of like i don't remember it was like 25 or 40 percent of like 3ds owners own a nintendo switch well and like that's the market they're trying to go for this is kind of more geared towards a family style like oh it's a cheaper option we can get our kid like this next big thing we can have this like family nintendo switch because it's still like i know a lot of people who are just like i want to play the switch but that price is still too high and if you have those physical games with another switch then you can just put those cartridges in that switch yeah and it kind of throws back i feel like it would make it easier for parents who are older than we are uh 
you know, the nice thing about the Switch is you can play it on your TV or your pad, right? So if you're playing on your TV, your kid, your dad walks in, wants to watch TV, he takes over, boom, you play, you play handheld. Well, now you just take that step out of it. If you're a parent, you're like, eh, I don't really want to share the TV with you. I want the TV. Right. Uh, and you can already do that with like the 3DS and all of that. Totally. Or even the Wii U. Like, so it almost, totally it's like a, a retro answer that still is applicable today. Sure. It's like you've got kids play, like doing stuff on their phones. Like they are used to having a screen in front of their face. So for, for kids, I feel like they're going to eat this up. And for parents, it's an easy solution. It's right. also cheaper. Uh, and, and we've talked about, you know, the joysticks are not great on the Joy-Cons for mm-hmm. shooters. I I just assume that the handheld one is pretty much going to be the same way. Yeah, I'd and love you can, to be proved you can wrong, control. But, uh, this also doesn't have like a kickstand, but you can like pair mm-hmm. other controllers to it, which is great. So like I could pair my pro controllers to a Switch Lite. Yeah. Um, but the Switch Lite also has a D-pad. Yes. Sounds fucking great. Yeah, that I does sound that. great. Uh, it's really tough to play like uh what was i trying to play so i was uh just really anything that requires like a d-pad regularly it's very hard with a lot and there's been an article that went up recently that i thought about talking about uh from gita jackson over at kotaku talking about how joy-con drift is a fucking problem still and like i really am dealing with that a whole lot lately to where like i'll just pull up something and then my left stick will just keep moving on its own and there's yeah. really not much I can do about it. Yeah. But it's a bummer. But I, I really hope that they fix that with that new revision, but I, we'll it, see. I'm I mean, getting off on a tangent. But Yeah, yeah, but that's fair. I mean, hardware changes uh, are, are tough with any system, but Nintendo is always <laughs> especially um, unpredictable, I think. Totally. Uh, you never really know. And they never really know what their hardware issues are going to be. Um, it's yeah, yeah, especially because they seem to be a lot more isolated than a lot of the fix or a lot of the issues that hit the PlayStations and, and Xboxes of the world, where it'd be like, hey, for ninety eight percent of people, everything's fine, but for this one percent, this weird thing is going to happen like once a a couple of days or something. Just real strange, isolated incidents. But uh, it's perfect for us. We're going to end up getting one so that Lizzie and I can each have one. Uh, we. I o- we only play in handheld mode. I pretty much play 90% in handheld mode. Um, I really only yeah. ever play in docked mode if I am lazy or if I like want to show a friend a game and don't want to have them like sitting like over my shoulder. Right. But I really just kind of use my dock to charge my Switch. Yeah, I I play Into the Breach and We Love Katamari. Play Shovel Knight for a little bit. And oh, I need to I need to play Katamari. Um, the game's good. Smash. I I play. Actually, I don't play that much on, on my own, but when I do play on my own, I, I use the pad. Yeah. I only, only ever put that thing on a TV when I'm playing multiplayer games, usually like at our weekly or something, you know? So the more I've thought about that, I'm like, I don't even, you know, it's cool that I can switch between TV and handheld, but I got plenty of stuff to play on my TV. Yeah, I played Enter the Gungeon for the first time docked since I bought it, and I've put maybe 200 hours into that game on Switch. <laughs> wow. Like, I did that like last week. Yeah, wild. I got a lot of hours into, into the breach, and maybe ten minutes of it has been on a screen, on a TV screen. Yep, that that checks out. Yeah, but so I, I think that looks cool. I'm, it, I think it's, it's a really cool, cool it, thing. It hits all the spots for us, right. and it's cheaper than the normal one. Would a Switch Pro be dope? Yeah, but I, I don't think I, feel I need like it. At some point, we'll get one, but that also kind of makes me kind of raise some questions about. All right, well, some games on the Switch don't run great as is. Are we going to do kind of a 
new 3ds thing like they did where like that model still kind of works but is really obsolete yeah or like what are we going to do here but i, I would and, like and to our, see our game's going to be released where because i think uh some games just won't be playable at all I read on Mario Party on the light. is a big one because you have to have you have to have, the, jo- you have to have the Joy-Cons and you have to like have it essentially docked or at least on kickstand mode to actually play like get the full functionality. Yeah, out of that. so it's that's definitely Unless you want to like get some Joy-Cons and like lean your switch up against something. Be caring at the party. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, and you wouldn't even have a way to cho- uh, charge those Joy-Cons. Um, I remember that specifically being called out from what I read. But yeah, it definitely seems like single single players delight. Um. Yeah, it, it seems cool. I I wonder, I wonder if this will change the way that they release games. Where, uh, in the future, there will be games that they're like, "Hey, it's coming out from the Nintendo Switch handheld," like you know, Asterix with handheld. I I wonder. I I think we might start to see a little bit more like labeling like this game is only playable in this or this game is not compatible with this sort of thing but uh, even like just doing what they've done here like you're going to run into issues with that going forward like there's just going to be games that people are going to buy and be inevitably disappointed that they can't play on their system but yeah that's yeah interesting news so I think it's neat. Uh, I'm looking forward to it as somebody who will probably never buy one. I think it's a smart move. I think it was inevitably going to happen. And honestly, launching it like right before Pokemon is a fucking slam dunk. Because <laughs> yeah, people for will real. buy that thing for Pokemon. And we're, we're getting a second Switch because Lizzie doesn't want to have to share hers with me. Because right. she only ever and plays Pokemon on it. I've heard that from a lot of people online. Yeah. Totally checks out. So, uh, yeah. She'll she'll get that. She'll She's going to get the new Pokemon. Um, probably her brother is going to get the opposite of whatever she gets. Um, you know, if he doesn't, then maybe I'll actually pick up that game because, you know, like we've been enjoying playing Minecraft together. Um, it would be nice to have more stuff to play together, even though like I don't actually, the new Pokemon game looks cool, but I, I am totally lukewarm on just Pokemon in general. I understand that. Um, but yeah, if she picks it up, uh, I definitely give it a, some real thought. Um, but that would still have to wait until the light comes out. When does uh, Sword and Shield come out? It's November, I believe. November? Do we have any idea when the light comes out? Like September? Remember. It's like right before it. Okay. Maybe October. I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll but see. There, like, there's a special edition uh, Sword and Shield uh, Switch light that's coming out. Yeah, which looks yeah, you said that. fucking gorgeous. Uh, that looks good. Even the, the, the colors for the light uh, look good. I think there's like a teal one. I think there's a yellow one. Yeah, I love that yellow one. God damn. Yeah, I'd love to see those colors on a regular ass switch, but eh, you know. Yeah, me too. But anyway, so uh, we'll see how that plays out. Um, that's in, you know they they finally revealed that new model. Yes. They've been talking about it or not talking about it for yeah. ages now. So kind of the worst kept secret in a while. <laughs> right, we knew there was a thing, but it was just like, come on, give us just like a, a right. drip of information. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully in the next like six months, I don't know, they'll announce uh, a Switch Pro. So to speak. Hopefully, that'd be cool. I'd like to see that, but I mean, you know, they're doing fine as it is. It's, it's they are doing fine. The, Switch really, is doing the only thing still. I care about. I just wish I had just ultimate battery power in the handheld. Sure, um, it's not that bad of a thing. I really only care for like car trips because I can't properly charge it without like an AC adapter. Yeah, um, you can get like specialty portable chargers. I think they sell them online that are like uh, specifically like keyed to like this works with the nintendo switch it has been like certified by nintendo Sweet. anchor has one i believe that's pretty solid because well, i've got like the usb cord 
it just there's not enough output right from the USB yeah. ports. I would look into that if that's something you're concerned about. But. Yeah, uh, yeah, because that's like my road trip, my, my airplane handheld. So. Yeah. So uh, last thing I want to get into is uh, we're starting a new segment that we'll be doing weekly on this show called Hero of the Week. Uh, we want to highlight positivity in the gaming space, and this was a way that we thought that we could really kind of drive that point home regularly. So every week we're going to pick and find somebody uh, in the gaming space, the the ether if you will, just kind of out there in cyberspace doing cool shit and like just being like a positive influence and just doing things that we think are really neat that we want to shout out. Uh, so our very first one uh, is somebody that I found out about. Uh, I've, I've actually known about them for a while. I think they used to be like a mod on like the PS Vita subreddit, which is like, oh, that that's why that name seems familiar to me. Um, it is this YouTube. <laughs> you <would. laughs> yeah, right. Uh, this a uh, YouTuber named Blue Maxima. Uh, he put out a trailer that kind of blew up on Reddit yesterday uh, on r slash games about his project Flashpoint, where he went through with a team of a bunch of people and are preserving tens of thousands of like online Flash games, like stuff from like Miniclip or like Addicting Games or like stuff that... I know I spent a whole lot of time playing in middle school and high school and oh, yeah, like, had was... a lot of memories with friends like playing these games and a lot of really just kind of formative gaming experiences in these little flash games that came out. Stuff like uh, like Madness Combat or like Stick RPG or like Dude, fucking tanks, Motherload. Tanks, tanks came from there. Right, yeah. uh, In the video for this that you showed me, I didn't realize Super Hot was an old game. I thought... Uh, it's not really old, but you could play like a... I, my first exposure to Super Hot was in like just a browser running unity yeah which is I, fucking cool that's dope i, yeah. ju I just never knew that but it totally makes sense like i right. just didn't know there was a pedigree to that so um you guys should go check that out um i think he's doing a really cool thing uh you can check out the website for the project it is uh bluemaxima.org i have to look over at my monitor my studio is not really set up for this yeah bluemaxima.org slash flashpoint um, go check that out. You can actually, it's free to download. Um, he's hosting it through like archive.org, which is the internet archive, which is a non-profit uh, non that's really just kind of all about the preservation of cool content on the internet. Um, and you can download the entire fucking package with every game installed for like 114 gigabytes, <laughs> or you can just download a, just like, seriously, or you can just download oh, flash games. That's the, crazy. It's fucking crazy, but it's, it's really cool. It's like one of the biggest pushes for games preservation that I've seen Did you, in did a you while. explicitly say this? So this is because flash is going away. Yeah. So flash is going away. I think by 2020, it's going to be completely phased out from a lot of browsers. So a lot of these games are going to be lost to time. So and poof, they would just be he gone. just like got out in advance and worked with a team of people across the globe to get this going. And I think that's really cool. And I really want to shout that out. So that is super cool. Shout out to Blue Maxima, our very first hero of the week. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Got to use uh, that show title. Well, I uh, did. Does he have like a way? OK, so we talked about this. So it's a it's free because they're not his games to sell. Does he have any sort of like, can I give him a dollar? Because I don't even I don't know where the law sits on all that stuff. Because like I hope this, that would take a long time. Like that, it's a huge project. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not really sure about it either. Um, there's some more information on his website, bluemaxima.org, where you can also just click on a big flashpoint logo. Takes you to the website for this project, um, and you can 
like check out like to his discord there's some contact info on there there's an faq about like the whole project which you can go through and read i read that a little bit before we started recording but uh, i think that's really cool and i really kind of want to shout that out because video games are cool and i really think there needs to be a bigger push for people to kind of preserve these ones that have a very real threat of being lost to time yeah yeah absolutely they they were like digital only games before consoles and stuff had digital only games but yeah it uh i'm i'm really excited about that i'm actually i just finished downloading the one version of it that doesn't have the games installed where you can go through and just like pick and choose which ones you want uh i can play a game of helicopter i pulled up the uh I pulled up the like full download and it's like this will take a day. I'm like, all right, okay, maybe not. <laughs> maybe I'll come back. Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for the show this week, everyone. Thank you all for stopping by. Um, if you like what you heard, consider kicking us a buck or twelve at Patreon.com/slash Heroes Podcasts. Uh, that'll help the show and network grow to do cooler and bigger stuff. Um, we are currently exploring some ideas for some Patreon exclusive shows. So if you have any ideas for something you might like to see. Um, I believe, I think our Twitter for our show is going to be posting a survey here soon. I'll also try and put that in the show notes if that's ready in time. But if you have any ideas for stuff you'd like to see from us on this show or anything for like a premium content, just let us know. We're more than happy to receive any sort of feedback or any ideas you guys have. We just want to provide the best content that we possibly can. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we do a lot of community stuff and we've talked about our weekly meetup several times. Uh, we would love to have some sort of interaction with you guys that we can talk about here on the show. So, uh, for real, we would love to hear from you guys so that we can talk about it here. Yeah. Um, so like we said, our, uh, Twitter account for the show is at gamer heroes pod. Uh, go give us a follow pot pod. I, I like this ain't, this ain't no devil's lettuce Twitter. Uh, it could be. That's like the dark brotherhood version. We'll save that the, for uh, episode 420. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, okay. Well, could, we better yeah, get to well, work. It's like over 300 we episodes. got to stick with it. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at the candy man or keep up with what us GGKC folks are at uh, on our pinned tweet mm-hmm. uh, at the at gamer heroes pod account. That stuff changes all the time. We're doing a lot of cool, neat changes to a lot of our presence with GGKC. So yeah. keep it posted there. We'll have updates posted there. I don't want to give links because those are probably going to change. They will. Uh, you can follow Thomas on Twitter at Tegan, not Sarah one. Nailed the it. Number one. Uh, he posts bad jokes. I, sometimes you should, you should go check him out. <laughs> Tom, Tom, Thomas doesn't do Twitter a lot, but he's, he's pretty good at it. I think uh, you're great. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Uh, our discord is dope and, and, uh, yeah. our Facebook community is pretty sweet. Yeah. We, we have a lot of fun there. So if you're looking for that stuff, come hang out with us. We'd love to talk to you. Ooh. Uh, and that's really all we got. So I hope you all have a great day and a better tomorrow. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.